God lifts us up when we feel down. One thing I want us to notice in this lesson this morning is the gospel message. This is from the Old Testament, uh, Psalms, chapter 31. But I want us to realize that the gospel message are in, is in these very verses here this morning. All of us experience moments of sadness, depression, or the blues as we call it. Such experiences are common for many people. Psychiatrists note that people often suffer mild or temporary episodes of sadness caused by events such as the loss of a loved one. We all experience types of loss and the discouragement that comes with them. Some people experience feeling down caused by physical or mental conditions. Others may struggle with severe, persistent, or even clinically diagnosed depression. While diagnosed depression symptoms typically are serious enough to affect normal day-to-day -day activities. Some people go to the doctor for depression that is that severe. And someone that is severely depressed like that, that is no indication of a lack of faith. That is a, a medical problem. And just because we get down about things too, does not indicate that we have a lack of faith. It's part of our human experience and uh, does not indicate that. Understand that there is hope for everyone found in Scripture. Whether you or someone around you is feeling down for a season or because of a physical or medical condition, we see from Scripture that God is the ultimate comforter. He lifts us up when we are down. David Jeremiah wrote a commentary about Martin Luther that he was subject to such fits of darkness and that he would often hide himself away or distance himself uh, from people and that his wife would remove all dangerous implements from the house that he might not do harm to himself. That's how depressed that, that he might get. And it said that there was one time that uh, his wife was all dressed in black and he asked her who had died and she told him, well, according to you and the way that you're acting, God must have died. And he's, uh, it's written that from that point forward that he never again would allow anything to destroy his joyful praise to God. Just to, as a reminder that God is not dead and he still picks us up when we are down or feel down. You can find the help you need when you seek God as the fortress and refuge that he promises to be. He is faithful to be that. He has been that in times past. And when we call out to him, we're asking him to do 
what he does. And that is to be our rock and our fortress. We'll read some verses here in a minute. David opens up this psalm with a cry for deliverance from pressing danger or trouble. Oftentimes, our times of greatest need birth our greatest time of prayer. We're, we're desperate, and we come to the Lord and uh, ask him to intervene. Most of David's psalms were birthed through the grueling labor of life's trials, grief, despair, depression, should drive us to our knees as it did David. When insurmountable trouble surrounds us, we should look up to the one who is able to guide us through them or if he chooses, deliver us from them. When trouble strikes, turn to the Lord. As with many of David's psalms, we cannot be sure of the specific event that caused him to flee to the Lord for refuge. There's a couple things in David's life that maybe uh, point to this psalm. Uh, Saul's persecution and his son Absalom's rebellion. He mentions a city under siege which had prompted some commentators to speculate that it had to do with his experience at Keilah, in which he fled from Saul. And that's in 1 Samuel chapter 23. But other details, particularly David's depth of despair, kind of lean us towards it being his experience with Absalom. Remember, his son led a rebellion against him and sought out to take, his own, to take David's life. I can't imagine what you would feel, the fear or the emotional distress, if one of your children was out to kill you. That would be uh, just a bit, a bit more than we could handle. Alone and forsaken, he found himself emotionally spent, physically drained, with no one to turn to but God. When we're down about something, or something is troubling us to that degree, it is physically taxing on us, and it's also emotional, uh, emotionally draining uh, to a person. This psalm conveys an unwavering trust in God as the psalmist rejoiced in the all-sufficient resources of God. If someone would like to read these verses. We can go ahead and keep uh, read those.
Might as well read the, the last four verses. Amen. Problems and concerns can weigh us down emotionally. These verses uh, show us David's cry to the Lord. He prayed for the Lord to save him by his righteousness, to listen closely to his prayer and come quickly to his rescue. Oftentimes we want our prayers answered speedily because the situation that we may be in is very uncomfortable and we want to get away from it and get get out of it so we may ask God to deliver us uh, immediately if possible David's only protection and safety were in the Lord and that's that's with us too I was saying to look here at the gospel message in these verses In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. It is Jesus Christ that delivers us in his righteousness. Anything that the Lord does for us is in his will and in his way. So whatever he chooses is best for us. That we would not question what God would choose to do because we know, Ronnie. And it's in his righteousness. We don't have any righteousness uh, to bring. One of the questions here That's my flat table. What are some things that lift lift uh, your spirits when you're feeling down? It talks about in here maybe taking a walk, maybe playing with the dog, maybe drink a cup of coffee. Ronnie. Ronnie, I'm sure that you're a blessing uh, to people there at that restaurant. They probably look forward to seeing you uh, each and every day that you go. So I know that's a, an opportunity for you to witness and, and to share Christ.
We would ask God this morning to please help us to understand the importance of turning to God when we are feeling down. Thank Him for lifting us up and putting us on solid ground, often through the help from one another. That's why I, to come in here early in the morning when we can get here early enough, I'm greatly encouraged by fellowship and if, if it's just running into Larry out in the hallway uh, was a blessing to me uh, where we get to interact with each other. We're encouraged and lifted up. It might have been a rough week out there. It may be someone that uh, you speak with. They maybe had a rough week too. But we encourage one another and uh, through the Lord. Where it talks about to never be ashamed. Let me find here, I lost my place. To let me never be disgraced. Choosing the Lord as the object of his trust, but not living out that trust was something that you want to avoid. Doing that would bring shame, and he didn't want that to happen. If you say that you're trusting in the Lord, live that out. Don't just say that and, and not do that. Let me never be disgraced. The shame or disgrace would not come because of the failure of the Lord on his part to provide for him, but would be the outcome if the psalmist himself failed to live out his commitment to the Lord. To choose to trust the Lord and then to not do so, in essence would mean that you never did really trust him. You never did really choose to trust him. He does not want to stand before God in that state of unbelief. Save me by your righteousness. Means to uh, save, means to deliver, rescue, or cause me to escape. Righteousness denotes God's justice. His propensity to do what is right or just. The reference to righteousness recalls God's character as one committed to his people in covenant. And the covenant included a commitment to deliver from distress as in the exodus of old. God had made a promise to the Israelites that he would take care of them and he has made that promise to us in the New Testament through Jesus Christ uh, to also to take care of us. Therefore, David was confident in making this request of God, and we can also be confident to make that request uh, when, we, when we pray. That the, God would save him from the threat that he was facing. However God acted to deliver him, he would do so justly and rightly, 
according to the covenant relationship that he had with his people. Be a rock of refuge for me. David was trusting in God as his ultimate defense. David had often taken refuge among the rocks in the wilderness when he had fled from Saul. He found his true security in the Lord. Our true security, when we feel down, is also in the Lord who lifts us up. How many times when you're feeling down or depressed about something, somebody will come along and, what are you so upset about? Turn that frown upside down. And often that, that's not well received. But we can turn to the Lord and have confidence in him to lift us up not only emotionally, but spiritually as well. We can take our focus off of our situation and put our focus on him and his comforting presence uh, to see us through whatever it is that we're going through. A mountain fortress. That was what the psalmist needed and was convinced that the Lord uh, would be for him. He believed that God could be a secure mountain fortress, a, a place of refuge. I talked about uh, a couple weeks ago when I was still working and it would be raining or cold that our refuge was the cab of that, that trash truck. We would do our best to stay in there as much as we could place of safety and comfort and so is our Lord he is a place of comfort where it talks about that he set his feet in a large room he sets set the psalmist free uh, from what was troubling him sometimes when we're troubled by something we felt we feel like we're bound by it we're tied down uh, to it there's no escape. There's nowhere to turn. But when we put our trust in God, he sets us in a large room. And a large room indicates or would uh, translate uh, freedom. If I was to take Ronnie and put him over in the closet over there and close the door, he wouldn't probably be very happy, but he wouldn't have much room to move around. And if I was to set him a chair in the, uh, in the sanctuary here or in the fellowship hall, he would feel like he had freedom to, to move about. David's request in verse 2, for God to be my strong rock, a house of defense, also reminded him that God had already been his refuge in times past. For thou art my rock and my fortress, from verse four. Looking to God for refuge is something David had experienced repeatedly. Remember when uh, David was gonna go up against uh, Goliath, 
that he told Saul that the same God that delivered me from the paw of the bear and of the lion will deliver me from this Philistine. So God had already proven himself uh, worthy to, to David. From the moment we are introduced to David uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, we saw a young man who trusted uh, the Lord. Now as David faces a new challenge, he turns again to God as his rock and his fortress. In whatever we face, have we learned finally that it is in the Lord that we can find uh, safety and comfort? That to turn anywhere else, people can give us advice and they mean well, but men can fail us too. And, and God never uh, fails us. Sometimes it's easy to be prayed up and trust God with problems we see in advance coming down the road. But sometimes we're struck with something unawares. Something comes up suddenly. Uh, there may be a phone call. There may be an unexpected uh, situation come up. And it's wise to remember that God, who loves us and has been our rock and fortress in the past, he is still the same refuge now. He is unchanging. What are some unhealthy ways you see people respond to depression? Exactly. And the first thing I thought about too, uh, Miss Ricky, was people self-medicating. Uh, whether it's alcohol or, here, take some of these pills I got, they work for me. Uh, all kinds of different things. Trying to get in with a, another group of people, uh, pushing aside whatever the problem is. Sometimes you might be the problem. And you may try to change your environment in hopes that your situation will change when in reality it's you that maybe needs to change. Maybe it's you that needs to uh, call upon the name of the Lord ask him to come into your lives what are some ways that God sends help when we turn to him with our problems
and for you too, Jim, to recognize that that was a message uh, from the Lord. O often God will speak to us uh, through brothers and sisters or uh, someone, whoever he chooses, to encourage and, and to lift us up. And we would wonder where in the world did that come from? Where we think on it, it uh, was from the Lord. Listen to the absolute and total trust in David's words, into thine hand I commit my spirit. Those are the words of Jesus Christ on the cross, giving it wholly over to God, the Father, that may it be his will to be done, not my will to be done. David is saying essentially the same thing. Lord, I give you my life. Whatever you choose to do, uh, I commit my spirit that my life is in God's hands. Whatever came and whatever happened, David's life was in God's hands. And the same with us today. We are in God's hands. We talked some yesterday about the COVID virus. And uh, God is Lord of the virus. Whether we get it or not get it is in God's hands. If we were to die from it, uh, our life is in God's hands. We know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I don't want, I'm, don't want to die this morning, but if that was to happen, my life is in God's hands. We know that we're truly trusting God, not simply giving him lip service to the idea of trusting when our trust leads us to praise God. If we're going through something rough, we can still praise God. We can still find something to be thankful for and to lift him up and praise him. When David had penned these words, he had not yet experienced the rescue he sought, but he trusted and knew God would deliver. David could be glad and rejoice in thy mercy for four reasons. Thou hast considered my trouble. David, or, uh, God has heard David's prayers. And we know that God is going to act rightly in whatever he chooses to do, whether he answers that prayer now or whether he answers it later on. We can trust God to do what is right. That's what we were talking about, uh, righteousness. Thou hast known my soul in adversities. Whatever it is that you're facing, other people can look at that and think, well, that's not that bad. God knows you so well that he knows to the degree that that's affecting you, what it's doing to your life, what it's doing to you physically or emotionally, spiritually, God knows in those adversities what it, what it is. To the minute detail as to how it's affecting you. 
Thou hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. God has not given you over to whatever it is that's uh, troubling you at this time. That he is that rock and that fortress and can be trusted. As we said, thou hast set my feet in a large room. He has given us freedom. If we choose to trust him and commit it over to him. What steps can we take as a group to lift up one another during difficult times? We can pray with one another. There are some people in this congregation, dare I say it, that I feel I know them well enough that I know is something's bothering them. It's like their spirit bears witness with my spirit. They may not show it, but I know in my heart that something's troubling them. And you can give them a call or pray for them. Uh, encourage them. Ask them if they need to talk, uh, but to encourage one another. We can be greatly encouraged by spending time in God's word too. I'm in a devotion book right now that uh, it's a daily thing. And each day I've read, it's perfect for that day. But whatever it is that may be coming up or how I feel at that, that moment in time, I've been greatly encouraged by that as well. God lifts us up when we feel down. Trust is expressed as we worship because it keeps our focus on Christ. Make the decision to actively engage in worship, both with your church and in your private devotional life. You can be driving down the street and be worshiping. I've said many times that I've been hollering out the window of my pickup truck and there's nobody else in there but me. Crazy. Identify Bible verses that teach what God says about the issues of depression and sadness in our lives so we can share them with others. Psalms is full of things that people go through and the encouragement that we can find in the Lord. Certainly, the Lord is mighty and powerful and strong. Something here I wanted to share with you that I studied a little bit ago. Commentary on verses 7 and 8. The psalmist rejoices and is merry in Yahweh's unchanging love. For in times past, Yahweh had seen his affliction, known his life's anguishes, and has not abandoned him to the power of the enemy, but planted his feet firmly in a broad place. Whatever befalls us, we can feel safe in the arms of the Lord. 
God is faithful to redeem us from that which enslaves us, even our emotions. You know what redeem means. Buy back. Jesus redeemed us at the cross. Rather than choose a worthless course of life, trust in the Lord, for he is faithful. God acts in mercy on our behalf. I'm so thankful this morning for God's mercy towards, towards me. Asking in the mercy of God brings joy to our hearts. Well, I see I'm out of time. So I thank you all for your time. I have a baptism here.